With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. When was the last time you felt celebrated? Maybe you feel invisible or unheard, or you grasp onto words of affirmation like a lifeline. Well, friends, you are not alone, and you've come to the right place. Join me, Susan Hookstra, host of The Notice Podcast, as we explore our need to be noticed through biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, have you turned on the radio and a song they played which touched your heart? Or perhaps you love listening to conversations about Christian topics or even the latest worship songs. So join me as I talk with Rebecca Verdugo, morning show host and music director from Proclaim FM Radio based in Toledo, Ohio. We discuss how she landed in radio, what she does behind the scenes, and how radio can be another way to help us notice God. Although born and raised in Northwest Ohio, Rebecca experienced the life-changing transformation of God in her life in Michigan over 25 years ago as she entered a church that God would use to change her life. An Army veteran and mother of three, Rebecca has dedicated her life to raising her family while serving as a pastor's wife for 11 years, worship leader, and mentor. As time passed and the children entered adulthood, Rebecca knew God had more for her, something different, but she didn't know what that was. He led her to Proclaim FM, where she has planted roots, poured her heart into this ministry, and has witnessed the amazing power of God to not only meet the desires of her heart, but to exceed them. So, Rebecca, I'm so excited to have you here on Thank the notice. You. Thanks for being here. We've been having fun doing this for a while because I've been on your show. Yes, you have. And now we're kind of flipping the flipping the coin here. Well, thanks for the invite. This is this is refreshing, actually, Susan. Yeah, something different, <laughs> isn't it? Definitely. So, you know, we dive right into here on the notice, and on the notice, it's about being noticed. So we're noticing you today. Uh-huh, okay. Shucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm confident there are listeners out there who wonder. Just how does somebody end up on the radio? How did that happen for you? Wow, it's interesting. I wasn't really looking for it. Okay, so I had a good job. I liked what I did. I was uh, with people. I had great customers. Uh, I managed a, a retail store. And all of a sudden, I was just driving in my car, listening to Proclaim FM. And I heard that there was a job opportunity. And I don't know why I wasn't looking for work. I wasn't looking for work. Uh, but I thought, I need to apply there. I think I need to apply there. And then I heard it again later in the day, and I'd mm. never heard this ad before mm. in my life. And so I thought, that's it, I need to apply. And I called the station to see what I needed to do, and I got put right through to the general manager, who was the general manager at this time, uh, Becky Vassar, and she wanted me to come in. And so I think uh, it was a day or two later, I came in, filled out the application, had an interview, and after that, I was asked to come back. It was like a day or two later, asked to come back again and meet in front of uh, four members of the board of directors here at Proclaim oh, okay. FM. It all happened very, very fast. 
and found out that I was hired. Now, I wasn't initially hired for on-air work, maybe a little bit on weekends, uh, but I was hired for sales and promotions. And I thought, wow. And it was even a pay cut from what I was already doing. Hmm. But I felt that I was supposed to do this. And I left my job, which was hard, and came here to Proclaim FM. This was totally a God thing. So you went from this job where you're doing sales and promotion and you did a couple weekend things. And so now yeah. you're on the morning mix. Yes. So how did how did that happen? Okay, so we had a morning show team uh, that uh, kind of disassembled because, you know, one person had to take a career path another way and they needed a sub for the morning. And so I became that sub and it kind of just stuck. And then the, the person that I was working with, my co-host, ended up leaving as well. And so I ended up you know, kind of having the show. Uh, and so for the last five years, this is what I've been doing, hosting the morning mix, calling it the morning mix, because I bring in different people from the community, friends, leaders, uh, musicians to come and join me and just share about themselves to our audience. I know I'm privileged you to be are one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? This is what our listeners really want to know. What time do you have to get up in the morning? Okay, my alarm is set for 2.40 a.m. Okay. okay. But I'm usually awake before it. I have an internal alarm clock that wakes me up now because if I do get woken up by the alarm, it scares me right out of bed. Mm -hmm. It's that loud. So I prefer to wake up before the alarm. And so that means you probably have to go to bed at what? Uh, latest eight. Now I push it to nine sometimes. Okay. I do. I, I stay up a little late, a little bit of a party wow. girl till nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're stretching <laughs> it. <laughs> stretching it. <laughs> That's what people really want to know. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as host of the morning show, you do it all. You select the music, you give traffic reports, you interview guests, you promote giveaways, and you have to do it all with this upbeat voice. Can you tell me a little bit more about what happens behind the scenes to get things ready for the show? A lot of prep. Uh, for one thing, I, I like things fresh. And so I, I'm, even though I have ideas for a show, I have staples in my show each and every day that happen, you know, on a regular basis, I like the freshness of new things. So when I come in in the morning, I like to pull fresh material. I like to read stories. I like to find out what's going on. Uh, and then I just ask God, too, what do you want me to talk about mm. today? Where do you want to take this conversation? And then I also look at who my guests are. If I have a particular guest that's really, really wonderful on a certain topic, like you, Susan, who has this wonderful book, uh, I like to gear a conversation towards that. And so I kind of piece it together, plan out my show, and uh, then I multitask for the next four hours. <laughs> <laughs> multitask. Well, you multitask on the air, I too. do, I yeah, do, pretty yeah, much. <laughs> And I'm sure there are many days you aren't able to, let me go back here. As music director, tell us a little bit about how you go about selecting the music and then programming. I love the music on Proclaim FM, but tell me how you go about selecting it. Okay, this is great. So I'm a part of a group uh, where record labels release uh, albums or songs from the album that they would like to be played on the radio. So this is how record labels work. Uh, they deal with an artist and they say, this. we have this new album out. But we really want this song to hit radio. So a lot of times, uh, you know, this is unknown to our audience. They just, you know, assume, which is fine. I assume the same thing, that any song goes. You just pick a song off the album, a new album, and put it on the air. I like to follow what the record labels uh, prefer for their artists. And so I check out the release to radio songs. I listen, and then I make the decision. Do I think this fits Proclaim FM or does it not? And I also make a decision based on a style. Uh, I want songs to be different. 
You know, I don't want them all to sound the the same. Mm -hmm. I want variety, diversity. And so it's been a lot of fun picking that music. I enjoy thoroughly listening to music and then saying, okay, we're going to introduce this song to Proclaim FM and see what our audience thinks. So it's kind of a fun thing to do, but there is a little bit of an art or a strategy to it. Do you ever change in the moment? Uh, change my mind. Change I your mind. Have. Right? I yeah, have. I have. Like, do you have a list mind. of songs, and then you say, "Oh, you know, I'm feeling this at this point." Yeah, and I have done that. I've done it the last minute before I introduce a new song. I, I do new music or introduce new music on New Music Tuesday. We call it so mm-hmm. every Tuesday. Uh, typically uh, introduce one or two songs uh, to the audience and ask them to rate the song. And there have been times when I've changed my mind. And there have been times when I've introduced a song and then later pulled the song. Because you, by ratings or the feedback that we get, we realize that song might not be what we need and we can replace it with something else. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Now, I'm sure there are many days you aren't able to interact with your listening audience. I mean, most of the time you don't. Uh But tell me, does that make you feel unnoticed? Um, I I don't know. I'm pretty busy in the studio. So I love interaction. Let me be honest with you. I get phone calls. I get text messages. And I appreciate those. Uh, The connection that I have with the audience in the morning is unbelievable. And so I guess if there is a day, uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, that I don't get the feedback that I would normally get, it might feel a little bit strange. Like, did I do something wrong? Did I not pick the topic that was of interest? So my flesh, of course, might question that. Uh, but most of the time, I'm going to be honest with you, Susan, this uh, listening audience in our area is absolutely amazing. And they they make you feel loved and appreciated. And respond. And they yes, acknowledge you, right? They, they acknowledge you and they affirm do. you. Wow. And, you know, but sometimes it doesn't happen mm-hmm. because I would think you don't even know who you're talking to out right, there. Right. So that's a privilege and kind of probably, yeah. I would think, a little scary to you can be you can yeah. be yeah um but i know other days you do listen to you you do hear from your listening audience do, is there any particular story you can tell me like like for me like i know one time i was driving in the car and i heard this particular song and it was like boom it hit my heart it was like exactly where god needed me to be right. you know that i it was like hand delivered to me from God. You know, is have you experienced any kind of stories like that? Happens from some, a lot. Yeah. Happens a lot, Susan. And what is great is I imagine it happens more than we even know because it's only those that'll call or text us or write us a letter that actually tell us that this happened. Otherwise, we don't know. Exactly. So the assumption is that it happens all the time. But in one in particular that stood out just recently, we have a song called Scars in Heaven by Casting Crowns. Love that song. And Love that song. It, it talks about walking through loss, you know, the grief of losing someone. And one of our listeners had texted in and had just heard that song and had just heard the song and as the song was being played got a message that one of her family members had passed and it was someone very close to her and that song it's almost like god gave it to her before she got the news and it was incredible and and i have another one i have another one i have a friend that uh, calls in uh and i've never met her in person this funny but she's my friend uh calls in all the time and says you know rebecca it's like you're speaking to me. When you're talking, you're speaking to me. When you're playing a song, it's like you just put it you put it out there just for mm-hmm. me. Everything is personal to her. And wow. I love hearing that. So I'm like, but that's God. Exactly. Yeah. Because 
like this song, you didn't know, especially yeah. at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times, you know, when we're doing something like this, like a podcast or, I, you know, I wrote a book, I don't even know if it's if it's reaching an audience. Right. I keep thinking sometime when we get to heaven that part of our joy is going to be all those connections. Yes. Like we're going to meet, Bob is going to say, oh, because Bob talked to Mary and Mary talked to John. John heard it on Proclaim yeah. FM. <laughs> it, you know, there's like this, yeah. like this long yeah. pay it forward kind of thing, yeah. you know. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I think know. that's going to happen because sometimes, you know, like on the notice, we talk about being noticed and our need to be noticed, but also that we are noticed by God. Yes, we are. And this is a perfect example. These stories are perfect yeah. examples how God notices a listener. It sure does. Now, you're a host. You've got a public profile, right? Uh-huh. So how do you manage being noticed in the grocery store? It's funny because you would think that, you know, possibly that I would have uh, people coming up and saying, hey, are you Rebecca from the Morning Mix? I really don't. Now, the, the majority of the time, I will get that if we're at an event where Proclaim FM is present, you know, they come up and want to know who you are. Hey, basically, they say, would you say something so I can guess which host you are? Uh, now, the only other times would be if I'm somewhere and then I am talking to somebody and somebody hears my voice. That's right, because they got to hear you. Yeah, they have <laughs> to hear me. It's mostly by sight versus, or I mean, by ear versus by sight. Makes sense. More people know my voice than they do my face. Uh, and so, no, it doesn't happen very often. I leave, lead a pretty private life for the most part. Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. But we notice you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that, Susan. But you know, you were a pastor's wife for a while. Did it, that kind of thing help you in this role? Because this is a ministry role. It has helped me. Uh, for one thing, as a pastor's wife for 11 years, I, I, I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about what makes people tick. I learned a lot uh, about being sensitive to people. And uh, and so I think that really helped in this role here of knowing what is appropriate to say and not to say. Now, I don't have it all together. There are things that I say sometimes that probably are just, yeah, you know, because we're all human. And, uh, and, and we are all going to make some mistakes sometimes. But for the most part, I feel like it's given me a discipline uh, to know how to speak and to know the right things that I should be saying and not saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's also, you know, listen and silent are spelled yeah. the same way, yeah. use the same words. Yeah, <laughs> right. there's that. But, you know, what can you say to the listener out there who may not feel noticed because they don't have a platform? You have a platform like a, you, you're on the radio, uh-huh. you know, but they don't they don't have a platform like that. What, what would you say to that person out there? Well, first and foremost, I want to address my platform. Uh, for one thing, I may be, uh, you know, uh, on the radio where I'm heard by people. I don't even know who's listening, you know, most of the time. And for some, they might think of that being a big deal. And, you you know, you mm-hmm. it, it's I don't know why it just seems to be a glorified position. But let me just tell you, I'm like anyone else. I am. I am just a person. I am just a child of God. I'm just a girl. I'm just mm-hmm. a country girl from Genoa. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm like anyone else. And I have uh, people in my life. I, I, I mean, I have, I have troubles in my life. I have everything anybody else has. Right. Okay. I go through things the same way. And uh, what I want to say to that person that says, "I just don't have a radio platform," you know, "I don't have this," I'm, you know, "Who am I really in life?" I, I people don't even notice me. Who is around you right now? What has God placed in your life right now? Mm-hmm. Is it your children? Is it your spouse? Is it a friend? Is it at your work environment? I don't know who it is or what God has put in your life right now, but that is your platform. That's your that microphone. That is your platform. And we're here to spread the gospel, right? Yes. So it doesn't really matter in how we do it. No. I mean, it could be showing kindness yeah. to somebody 
in the line at McDonald's. Yeah, that actually happened to me once because I we were I was in McDonald's lines for for about forty minutes. Uh-huh. It was incredible. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened to fast food, but 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 you know that's that's important. I think for people to understand that it isn't about getting noticed. It's about noticing others too right. and noticing God right. and that you're, we are here just like the scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself. So we got this three relationship thing happening, right? right? God likes threes, doesn't he? Sure does. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but you know, one of the verses you mentioned in your online bio is a verse that I, I kind of want to chew around okay. with this with okay. you a little bit. It's Psalm 37, four, which reads, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. To be honest, I'm going to just tell you for a lot of reasons, I've struggled with this verse, but tell me how God has used that verse to encourage you. Okay. First, can I ask you a question? Sure. This is just the radio host in me. Okay. What is your struggle in regards to the verse? I'm not sure about, I know what the real desires are of okay. my heart. All right. All right, this uh, this is good. I just wanted to ask you that. Thank yeah. you for indulging me. Uh, so I know one thing. Delight yourself in the Lord. Let's just take that first. Okay, so enjoying your relationship with God is the way I look at it. Enjoying it, trusting Him, loving Him, worshiping Him, honoring Him and everything that you do, delighting yourself in Him, uh, laughing with God, sharing with God everything. You give it all to Him. You're transparent with Him. And then He gives you the desires of your heart because He knows us so well. I mean, he knows me so well. He knew the desires that I had in me that I didn't even know I had in me. And and the thing is, when he fulfills those desires of your heart, they're usually better than what you can anticipate. I mean, I look at myself and even in this career, and I'm telling you, if it was gone today, I'd be okay, all right, because this is not who I am uh, as far as my identity. But I know God placed me here. He gave me a desire of my heart to minister, to speak in a way that I never thought I would do, Susan. And that's because I delighted in the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't go through problems because there's sometimes I delightfully cried to the Lord, if you can put it that way. I screamed to the Lord. I I kicked and screamed, you know, I mean, whatever it may be, but I gave it to him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and then for him to just take all that in me, everything he knows about me and and create something or bring something to me. Uh, to be able to, uh, you know, be accountable for or to be able to work in. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, God gives us the desires of our hearts if we just delight in him. But yeah. I, would, I would argue, well, not that that's all, not all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I'm just going to take it from another angle. Sure. And that is the desires of my heart. I think one of the things I've learned about this verse is I don't really know what those are. Uh. In other words, I think we think we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to have a house on the water. Right. Okay. I love the sound of the water and I, I feel connected with God and peaceful in that place. Mm-hmm. I would love a, a house on the water. But that's a desire of my heart. But I don't have that. You don't have it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say give up for sure. Don't <laughs> give up. But I do I do believe there's some contentment. And just saying, God, whatever it is, you know, and like I said, I never thought I'd be here. This wasn't what I was asking Mm -hmm. God for. In all honesty, I thought I was going to be a worship leader forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was going to be doing something else with my voice. Okay. I didn't think it would be radio. So it really wasn't my exact desire. Mm -hmm. He just knows it better than I do. And that same thing's happened to me. I, I'm a professional clarinetist. Mm -hmm. I spent years in the practice room, Rebecca, years in the practice room to get to a certain level to to get jobs doing that. And that's what I thought I wanted. 
And then as I got into it more and more and into it more and into it, I realized that I am a creative person. Uh I'm a creative person, but my desire was to be a professional clarinetist. And I am, and I have, and, and, and I will, but I'm not at the level that I want it to be right. at, okay? Right. I'm not in the New York Philharmonic, right. okay? So I'm not at that high level. And so that was the desire of my heart, right. and that didn't manifest itself. But as years went on, I realized that the real desire of my heart is to be creative. Yeah, You wrote I a book, loved, Susan. I, yeah, so <laughs> here I am. I'm a songwriter. I, do, I, I play the clarinet. I wrote uh-huh. a book. You know, I'm doing a podcast. I'm on the radio with you. All kinds right. of cool things are happening, and they're, they're filling me in a way. So I, I'm thinking that, you know, we, we think God might not notice those desires of our heart, but he does. And I would say that he knows it more intimately than we know, like you said, for ourselves. Of course, Psalm 139 is great because he knows every hair on your head. I mean, think about that for a minute, people. Right. Okay. Think about that. (laughs) Some of us have more than others. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So think about that. But, you know, that the fact that God is so intimately involved with us, that he knows what you need when you need it, is it's just remarkable. We serve a great God, don't we? We really do. And you should anticipate good things in him. I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't mean that everything's going to go smooth. Okay. We know living for the Lord has its ups and downs and trials because he never promised us that we wouldn't go through things, but he gives us hope through him, you know, through any circumstance. And so we can anticipate each and every day, no matter what that circumstance is, that God sees it and he knows it and he knows how to supply what we need. Well said. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your heart with us. And you can always listen to Rebecca on the morning mix. She's on Proclaim 102 FM. And of course, it's on iHeartRadio and other apps and things like that. So you don't have to be in Toledo to listen to her. And I really encourage you to do that because it's just been a wonderful time getting to know you. And thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much, Susan. Appreciate the invite. As I reflect on this episode, I am more and more convinced that God does go before us and he understands our desires. And once we move into this holiday season, sometimes our expectations can really alter our view of him. So I encourage you today to position yourself to receive. Receive what God has to offer you. It might look different. It could be a kind word, a small gesture, or a big move, but God is there noticing you. And as you think of ways to bless others this Christmas and notice them, one way you could do that is to consider purchasing a copy of my book, A Firm Grasp, Feeling Validated in a Notice Me World. Just head to Amazon and send a copy as a gift. As always, I appreciate your help in sharing the good news. Until next time, take notice. Lord